Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We got big news coming in overnight. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. It is Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. If you're still waking up, getting your coffee, Josh McDaniels has been shown the door in Las Vegas. Perloff, a 3-5 and five season. He was 9-16 and 16 overall. Doesn't make it to the end of year two as head coach of the Raiders. He gone. Yeah, I guess Mark Davis had a busy Tuesday. It was Halloween because we all thought he was going to get fired after that miserable Monday night performance. Anyway, until midnight Eastern, or was it? Yeah, come on, help us out here, Mark. <laughs> I mean, or was it a brilliant move to avoid the heat of the news cycle? Because it was kind of strange, a middle of the night firing. Why they should have fired him Tuesday morning? I think this probably all got started with the loss to the Bears. I mean, that's generally where things started to go really, really south. Devontae Adams very frustrated Monday Night Football loss to the Lions. That wasn't even close. And we have a poll up right now at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter. Who should take over the Raiders? And we got three big names for you. You can go vote. EJ, what are the results so far? So we gave you options of Tom Brady, Deion Sanders, and Jim Harbaugh. So at 27.9%, you had Tom Brady. You had 23.3% Deion Sanders. And at 48.8%, Jim Harbaugh. Okay, well, I know our next guest is really getting a kick out of what he's listened to over the last two minutes. And that is Aaron McMahon, who covers the Michigan Wolverines for M Live. And it has been a very busy time, Aaron. So thank you so much for carving out a little time for us. I know everyone got distracted with that big Lions win, but still a lot going on on campus uh, with the sign-stealing scandal. So here's the first question we have for you. Had you ever heard of Connor Stallions before this scandal broke? Yeah, he, he's been a low-level staff for Michigan's uh, coaching staff now for the last couple of years. Uh, Michigan has a group of what they call analysts kind of working behind the scenes. Um, you don't hear a ton about them, but yeah, we you know you hear his name every now and then. Well, you remember a name like Connor Stallions, <laughs> right? True. So I assume he stood out. Yeah, it's a unique name. You know, it, it, it's it's weird because, like I said, you don't hear a ton about these guys. They're they're basically breaking down film, and in the case of him, it sounds like he was doing a little bit more than that. <laughs> yeah, if it was just breaking down film, I doubt we'd be having this conversation. But it is so much more than that. If okay, so it starts off with. He may have been, the allegations are he was going to future games and he was buying tickets around the 50-yard line on both sides of the field to try to steal signs. The latest, though, Connor, is that he somehow may have gotten to the sideline of a Central Michigan game wearing the Central Michigan gear. What can you tell us about the latest twist with Connor Stallions in this scandal? 
Yeah, this kind of came out originally Monday night. There were photos circulating on social media, Twitter, X, Facebook, the like. And, and folks thought that maybe it looked like him. Uh, if you look at a picture of Connor Stallions, he's, he's, a, he's a bald individual, doesn't have a ton of facial hair. Um, the, the photo that was circulating shows a, a, like, you know, dark hair. Um, but interestingly enough, he had a hat on. He had he was wearing sunglasses um, during this game, which happened to be at night at, at Michigan State. So right away, there's there's some red flags. Uh, and it turns out Central Michigan announced Tuesday that they were opening an investigation into what, what exactly happened here. Um, you know, I, I have sources up there in Mount Pleasant and none of them got back to me on Tuesday. I asked several folks to try and ID this guy because you'd like to think if if CMU knew who this guy was, they'd come out right away and say, hey, this is this is X. This is our guy. No, no one's done that. So it signals to me right then and there something's off. Um, you know, it, it's interesting because CMU and Michigan both have um, folks on both sides, of, you know, their staffs that have mutual connections. Um, head coach of Central Michigan, Jim McElwain, was on the Michigan staff in 2018. There's an assistant coach up there that was on the Michigan staff from 2015 to 2020. So there's connections there, and you start to wonder how widespread this Connor Stallions thing was because, like you said, up until this point, we, we'd heard that he was buying tickets and, and transferring them to individuals maybe he knew around the country and sending people to games. And this is the first example of him actually attending a game, not only attending a game but doing it in disguise. So did he do this? What's the point of, of this particular move to get access to the whole building? It was just another way for him to steal signs if he was actually masquerading as a staff member of another team. Yeah, that would be my guess. You know, if this is in fact him, that would that would be my my guess. You know, to to try and get a field level view of what's going on, um, to try and glean stuff from the other side, the Michigan State side, whether it's, it's signs, signals. Um, trends, uh, you know, formations, the like. It's, you know, it, it's different being in the crowd or being in the press box watching a football game or even watching on a TV compared to being at field, field level. You pick up on things, intricacies, little details that maybe you wouldn't otherwise see. The guys were making fun of me because I thought he was helping Central Michigan beat Michigan State because Mich- there is this rumor out there that Michigan was helping other teams because they didn't want to see certain opponents in the Final Four. Do you think there's? Do you buy that at all? For example, that they helped South Carolina beat Tennessee because they didn't want to see Tennessee's offense in the Final Four, or is that just too far? It's plausible, I guess, to think, but I, I like to think Michigan's doing more. They, the attempt here is to do more scouting, right? It's to pick up on signals, um, trends, you know, uh, you know, tendencies, and everything else. Um, while that, I guess, that sounds great. I, I guess there's no proof at this point that that was actually happening. Let's reintroduce you. Aaron McCann is joining us. He covers the Michigan Wolverines for M Live. Excuse me, McMahon. Pardon me, McMahon. Aaron McMahon, and we appreciate his time because we know this is a very busy time now. Aaron, like we can sit here thousands of miles away, hundreds of miles away, and we can get these details, and like they're amazing, and we're following every twist and turn. You're actually boots on the ground. Like the temperature of the Michigan football program now is what? It's a good question. I guess and it depends on who you ask, right? So I, I think the players say that they're trying to tune all this stuff out. You know, we've heard from several players this week who have said they've they've deleted their social media accounts or staying off it because there's so much noise going on. But I, I got to think it's hard to avoid this stuff. Every time you flip on the TV or read the headlines or listen to the radio like folks are doing now, where you're talking about it. Like it's it's nonstop. It's been in their face. And they're coming off a bye week where they didn't have a game going on. So it's been in Michigan's face largely for the better part of the year. We got to remember Michigan was under NC investigation before the sign stealing stuff even came up. Jim Harbaugh faced a three game suspension to start the year. So these players, the fans, the program itself has been de- dealing with so much the past, you know, really the past 10, nine, 10 months. 
um, they, they've been able to kind of sidestep so far. But you got to wonder at what point does NCAA, you know, when are they going to step in, if they're going to step in, and what type of penalties Michigan could potentially face. Um, you know, there's a lot on the line here. Um, I don't suspect anything's going to come down before the season concludes. Um, but at, at some point, I, I got to think, you know, at what point does this become a, a major distraction for the Michigan team, especially with their schedule starting to pick up here? Yeah, what's the confidence level? They go at Penn State in two weeks, and then, of, of course, a home game against Ohio State. You know, you've been following these players. Do they feel like they can still win these games? Yeah, I mean, I think those are, the, and they realize this too, those are the two games are going to decide the season. You know, if they can win both those games, they'll obviously get back to the Big Ten Championship and likely the playoff. You lose one of them, it's going to be really difficult to do that type of stuff. So, and this is really what they've kind of all been building for. Michigan had several players come back this year that could have went to the NFL last year. They opted to return for their senior seasons in in, in chase of a, of a national title. They've gotten the playoff the last couple of years, and, and you know, obviously, that's not been enough. They, they want to go to the top here. So, I, I think you know, a loss here would certainly damage a lot of that stuff and kind of, in, in a way, kind of ruin the season. Um, so they, they realize they got to go in there and win. You know, Penn State's a difficult place to play. They, they've had struggles there in the past. Um, and, and But they, at the same time, they've dominated Ohio State the last couple of years, too. So uh, they, they realize that all eyes will be on them now, the final four games. They have to win. Um, but I, I got to wonder, too, from a, a general college football fan, you know, what that cloud looks like, you know, with, with all these uh, rumors and accusations swirling around the program. Aaron McMahon covers the Wolverines for M Live. Okay, a couple on Jim Harbaugh specifically. So I think the what the sixty-five thousand dollar question, whatever that term is, is did Jim Harbaugh know what Connor Stallions was doing? Aaron, what's what's your take? Yeah, he's denied all knowledge. I mean, he he's you know he said that he wasn't involved. He didn't direct Connor Stallions to do any of this stuff. At this point, Michigan's kind of painted. Connor Stallions is this rogue super fan who kind of went above and beyond what he was he was supposed to do. Um, there's been no evidence to this point linking Jim Harbaugh or really any of the other major you know coordinators staffers to this. Um, but I gotta I gotta imagine someone in the program knew. I mean, it, it's hard to believe this one guy was going to great lengths or depths to to you know steal signals and no one had the forefight to ask him like where, where are you getting this information what's going on so i think at this point that's what the ncaa is doing they're in their fact finding stage right now the process trying to find out who knew what and when um you know it, it, it's hard to believe other folks didn't know it's hard to believe jim harbaugh didn't know but at the same time too i, I can tell you in the past when you when you ask whether it's jim harbaugh or even some of the high level assistants about some of these low level staffers a lot of times you get blank stares because yeah, there isn't a ton of ton of interaction. There, there's so many folks you got to pay attention to. There's so many folks on staff. That I think, I, I do think at the same time, some of these guys do go under the radar a lot of the times. Uh, Perloff made this point. I think it's a good one. Once you have laminated a sheet of paper, that means you have you <laughs> yeah. have access to the building. There's a laminator around. It's very official. Uh, last one for you. And again, because you're so cl- close to this program, is why we wanted to have you on. What is Jim Harbaugh's standing with the with the program right now? Of course, there was the Wall Street Journal report that there was a contract extension on the table that got rescinded. Harbaugh later said that's not accurate. We've been hypothesizing that he's just going to flee for the NFL after the season is over. Like, where is Jim Harbaugh with relation to this Michigan program? Yeah, Jim kind of debunked that report the other day. And in fact, I was told behind the scenes that that rescinded was probably the wrong term to use. It was more tabled than anything. Um, there have been contract discussions with Jim Harbaugh for, it seems like, months and years <laughs> now. It seems like every year the contract situation comes up. He's working currently in the second year of a five-year deal. So I think there's folks who obviously want to see him extended for the long haul. 
Um, and there are a lot of fans who want to see him too. I, I'm told that th- those talks have, have resumed. It would not surprise me if you do hear news of a deal here relatively c- quickly within the next couple of days or a couple of weeks. Um, because I, I do think given Michigan's success, given everything that's gone right on the football field, you have a, a growing segment of, of the population that are there in Ann Arbor who want to see him here for the long haul. Even um, with the scandal? Know, Aaron, you don't think that's going to slow down that train? I, I think that has to some degree here, you know, with the, the, the previous two investigations. That's probably why you haven't seen him extended. Um, and, and look, there's been some some back and forth between him and the athletic director, Ward Manuel, in the past, too. So they're not necessarily seeing eye to eye, too. But Michigan has a new president, Santa Ono, who by all accounts has been in Jim Harbaugh's corner since he's gotten here. Um, and, and barring any further revelation, I, I think Michigan believes they're going to try and get through this, this sign-stealing fiasco. Um, you know, relatively scot-free aside from this one staffer. And if they're able to do that, I, I think Jim Harbaugh is going to come out on the other side. And I, I do think uh, Michigan's going to attempt, and Jim Harbaugh probably will sign an extension. Now, whether he's here long-term, I don't know. That's the million-dollar question here. Does an NFL team that he, of his liking, of his desire, come calling in the offseason asking him to be the head coach? Because he interviewed, you know, with two teams out of the last couple of years. Um, he's clear, he said, and he said he wants to get back to the NFL to win the Super Bowl. So I think if the right situation comes, um, and he's, you know, there's an, there's enough cloud enough cloud here in Ann Arbor that he may he may return to the NFL. Aaron McMahon covers the Wolverines for M Live. Aaron, thanks so much again. As we know, busy time of year. Who knows what tomorrow will bring? Mm-hmm. Uh, appreciate your expertise. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. I think this. Ha- I I think I said this the other day. I think they signed Jim Harbaugh just to give a Michigan against the world vibe. Uh, resign him. Right. Just uh, more as a PR thing. Uh, a PR thing, and also uh, I think he's the best coach they've ever had or going to have in this recent era. I mean, the guy's been, he beat Ohio State twice. He's been in the Final Four twice. That's not easy to replace. I know, but was it because he had Connor Stallions, you know, getting the hand signals at the sidelines of the Michigan State Chippewa and Central Michigan game? I don't know. I, I, yes, I understand that argument, but he does have NFL players up and down both sides of the football. So I think you could easily point to them being talented. That's why these two games are so important at Penn State. And Ohio State, because we know he doesn't have the signs now. So if he can win these games, it's like the Houston Astros after the scandal. They can prove that they're legitimately a good team. So the other thing uh, that Michigan fans might be paying attention to is the fact that the first college football playoff rankings came out last night. And Ohio State was not only ranked above Michigan, they were ranked above everybody. Ohio State gets rewarded for having the tougher schedule. They are now number one. Georgia was number two. Michigan was three. Florida State was four. Which is so weird because is there anybody who can make the argument to me that Ohio State is the best team? So I understand they're going full resume, but if they're going full resume, then how come Washington isn't above everyone else because they beat Oregon? Uh, Explain. I can't. Uh, I think I think they're trying to have it both ways. So they're trying to say that Ohio State has played the most, you know, the best schedule, and they've won. So we want to reward that winning, and then they want to say, well, but Georgia's great. So let's go eye test with Georgia. Let's go eye test with Michigan. And they're trying to do have it both ways here. And I think the biggest gripe might not be Washington, even though they've looked a little shaky the last very shaky two games. Um, would probably be. Oklahoma, who's ranked below Texas right now, two spots below yeah. Texas. Texas is seven and Oklahoma is nine. And Oklahoma should be like, I, we beat Texas. Mm-hmm. And yes, I know we lost to Kansas, but we lost a game on the road. Like, is, shouldn't that be forgivable in the last literal second of the game? Well, I think the committee's 
being safe here, they want to make sure they get Texas into this final four. <laughs> so because they, they like TV ratings. So I, I think that's, that's a message. Hey, if they're one loss, Texas is getting in over you other teams. Uh, but back to the Ohio state, Yes, Ohio state, this is not an Ohio state football team that we know their defense is great. I'll give you that. But yeah. the, what, what happened to their offense is completely not effective. They usually have the number one offense in the country. I don't think they're top 30 right now. So how can you put them this year, number one? It's it's very baffling to me because Georgia is so far and away the best team to me. And the only team that gives them an argument is Michigan. Yeah, it, it's this is the committee, right? Like, this is what they do. They consistently move the goalposts. They have different criteria, it yeah. seems like, every week. Can we hear a listen a little bit, excuse me, of Boo Corrigan, who is the commissioner? What do they call him? The president of the committee? He's a chairman. Thank you very much. He explains why Ohio State was ranked number one. Again, as we looked at it, Reese, you know, the, obviously the big win uh, at Notre Dame, the win over Penn State, you know, the top five defense. They, they've got difference makers on offense uh, across the board. Marvin Harrison Jr. is an elite player. And as we looked at it, uh, you, you know, we came to the conclusion as a group that uh, Ohio State deserved to be the number one team. Sure. I mean, listen, I get it with the resume. I do get it, but you're right. Nobody's looking at Ohio State and when you watch them play being like, that's the best team in the country. They have the best wins, but I don't think anyone thinks that is the best team right now. But also, they're not dumb. They see that they're going to play Michigan. Yeah. So, But the funny thing is, last year, they did let Ohio State in after they lost that Michigan game. It seems impossible to imagine that can happen again this year well, I because there are too many good teams. Well, USC would have gotten in, I think. If they had beaten Utah. If they had beaten Utah. So I, it was almost like I think the committee looked at it and was like, well, Ohio State, I guess, will give us a good game here. And they were right about that. Ohio State did give us a good game in the college football playoff. Wouldn't it be amazing if it worked out like the way it did, if the Pac-12 in its final year got boxed out, even though it's <sighs> arguably the best year of Pac-12 football we've seen forever. First-round quarterbacks everywhere, great teams. I think that they'll be able to earn. I think Oregon, whenever Oregon, Washington will have a great chance, but this could fall a certain way where all of a sudden they're outside looking in again. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, so we got a couple things going on. You're welcome to go vote on our poll. Who should take over the Raiders? We gave you some good options there. Jim Harbaugh's one of them. Deion Sanders, another. Tom Brady, another. Brady, of course, was on his way to being a part owner of the Raiders gotten a little held up in committee but uh, he's, i just we, we are definitely star hunting here watch him go and the best hire would be some assistant that we barely know ben johnson would be the best hire but eh. go Don, tom brady or dion you're our choices they need like an emperor or something you know it's somebody overarching kind of personality uh also it is wednesday and on wednesdays around here we do the great debate series today's uh question is inspired by Josh McDaniels getting fired. It is, who is the worst NFL head coach of all time? I went with Urban Meyer. Perloff went with the immortal Rich Kotite. So you are welcome to weigh in on who you think is the worst NFL head coach of all time. 855-212-4CBS. Don't move more. Maggie and Perloff, straight ahead. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. I am trying to talk some sense into Maggie Gray who is going big name hunting for the Raiders coach. She's debating Dion or Tom Brady. I say get the hot defensive coordinator from the Lions or something. I don't even know. But maybe do something Aaron different. Glenn? Do something different than hiring a big name for Vegas. Maybe try a different approach. Maybe build from the ground up. Take your time. Hire smart people. Patient. 
Karloff, what organization are we talking about here? <laughs> Come on. I say, I'm saying Deion Sanders and Tom Brady and Jim Harbaugh because I know how the mind of this owner works, Mark Davis. He's definitely going big game hunting. Mike's in Minnesota has got a coaching candidate. Of course, if you're just waking up or just getting to it, Josh McDaniels was fired last night. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm here in Byron, Minnesota with a balmy 26-degree commute. Um, I'm wondering, Jim Harbaugh is a good choice, but I just wonder if they'll go rogue and go after Eric Bieniemy. Ah, okay. Now we're talking. Uh, Mike, I like that one. So Bieniemy in Washington, I mean, it hasn't been a great season. Now they clearly ah. are selling off with Montez Sweat and Chase Young both traded yesterday. The, Sam Howell's numbers are very, very good. I think Bannemi's had a really successful season. Have you I seen think, the sack numbers? That guy's going to leave this season in a body bag. I, I think Washington is going to high Bannemi. I think the fire Rivera after the next loss. Bannemi gets the interim job. The offense has been really good. I mean, obviously, I'm biased because as an Eagles fan, they torch the Eagles. Sam Howell's numbers, haven't you seen the graphic that he's doing as well as Patrick Mahomes? I, I think Bannemi's been a definite success. I think he's getting a job. Uh, Andrew Bogish is here with headlines for us. Good morning, folks. Good morning again, guys. So just to recap the most recent uh, Raiders history. Last season, they lost Jeff Saturday's debut as Colts interim coach. They also lost to Baker Mayfield two days after he joined the Rams. This year, they let the Bears get a win. And then the offense scored just seven points in Monday night's loss in Detroit. So last night... The Raiders dumped head coach Josh McDaniels and GM Dave Ziegler. Like in Denver, McDaniels gets the zig during a second season on the job. He is currently 20-33 and 33 as a head coach. This morning, we have the Athletic reporting that the Bears have fired running backs coach David Walker with the HR department involved. Oh boy. Walker is the second Uh-oh. to abruptly leave Matt Eberflus's staff in season following the resignation of D coordinator Alan Williams. And there was a rumor that a lot of people were involved in that firing. Turned out not to be true. Yeah. But these are, usually these coordinator firings go a little more under the radar. Mm-hmm. There are five unbeaten big boys in college football right now. One of them was going to get left out of the initial CFP ranking, the top four of them, and it's Washington. The Huskies are fifth, looking up at Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, and FSU. The Buckeyes get the top spot because of their top 15 wins over Penn State and Notre Dame. Georgia has zero top 15 wins. Game four of the World Series got away from the Diamondbacks in a hurry. The Rangers scored five in the second, five more all unearned in the third. Manager Tori Rerudo now has to keep his team alive. We got to go 1-0 tomorrow. We got to be ready to play our finest game tomorrow, not worry about anything else. It's an all-in mentality. Every time I can remember. They, they've they never let one another down, and I expect that to be the same tomorrow. The early offense led to an 11-7 Rangers win, a 3-1 series lead. They can win the first title in team history Game 5 tonight in Arizona. Victor Webinyama helping the Spurs erase a 20-point deficit. They win in Phoenix, 115-114. James Harden watching from a suite. The Clippers took care of the Magic, 118-102. And guys, we love love stories on the show. Before we had Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, we had Marcus Jordan and Larsa Pippen. Michael's son said this week he hopes his dad will be his best man when he marries Scotty's ex-wife. What a story. Back to you. Uh, that was our friend Pablo Torre who yes. had that yeah. exclusive. And Charlotte Wilder, who we're huge fans of and who we've known for a long time. We worked with both of them at Sports Illustrated. You know what? This is the one thing that got me about that story. They might be doing two weddings 
Did you see that? I did not see that. They might do one just for the cameras because Larsa is a housewife of uh, some city. Okay. Miami, maybe. And then they'll do a real one. And I'm wondering if you're Michael Jordan, like, can you ask him to do the televised wedding or does he just do the behind the scenes wedding? Or neither. I mean, he's gonna, he has to be the best man. Why wouldn't he be? This is his kid. Marrying right. his former teammate's ex wife? And the bigger question is whether Scotty gets invited. I mean, I think that's probably a no. You don't generally have your ex-husbands and wives at your second wedding. I don't think so. I don't think they ended on good terms either. So no, I don't. Yeah. Think so so Scotty won't be there. I think Michael's got to be there. This is his. This is his child. Then he won't be at the TV one. He will not be at the Bravo wedding. <laughs> the Bravo wedding. No. no. <laughs> they get a stand-in. I think Dennis Rodman will show up. <laughs> 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 uh, Bogus, thank you so much. We appreciate that. Uh, okay, let's turn our attention uh, to and back to the NFL. We got the big news last night that Josh McDaniels has been fired along with Dave Ziegler. Mike Sando is a writer for The Athletic, got a new book out called The Football 100, which is the 100 best players in the history of the NFL. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Mike, thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, thanks for doing it. So obviously it's not too shocking that Josh McDaniels got fired last night, but you know, you know this organization pretty well. Where do you think they're going to look next to try to fix this thing? Huh. Anybody's guess with Mark Davis. I mean, I think the timing of this is very surprising that you would do it on a short week after a Monday night mm -hmm. game. We could all see where this was headed, but that uh, you're going to put Antonio Pierce into the job five years ago he's a high school coach he has about two years of nfl coaching experience and we're going to put a game plan together starting on wednesday good luck <laughs> it's going to be tough for them in the short term i figured they would do it another week when they have a little bit more time but here they are they're scrambling and look they gave a six-year deal to josh mcdaniels who was Mark Davis competing with for that six-year deal <laughs> great question I think there was a lot of teams lining up to do a seven-year deal <laughs> so you know they're all over the place I will say that uh you know Champ Kelly the interim GM I think gives them some stability just from a personality standpoint he's not really from that New England you know my way or the highway type of type place uh he he does know Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler obviously but that's not really what where where he comes from and if you've ever been around him i think he's a pretty calming influence so that's probably good for them in the short term they said they're going to have you know whatever a comprehensive search at the end of the year which you are supposed to anyway under the rules so i think it's way too early to say what direction they go in but hopefully i think they need sometimes you pivot away from what you had towards something a little differently sometimes it'll be offense to defense defense to offense i think they need to go from new england to uh, a more personable approach as a head coach. Well, what about, let's throw out a name, Jim Harbaugh, because he's looking for a job where the head coach and the GM are gone maybe. Do you think Jim Harbaugh it would be an option for the Raiders? And does he have any interest from the NFL right now? Yeah, he could. He could be an option. I think he had less interest than probably anticipated the last time around. I thought Denver would be a place for him. Uh He's the type of guy, I think, who would love sort of the history, the lore, mythology of the Raiders. Kind of gets into that type of stuff. So um, that name did come to mind. It's not really what comes to mind when I think of a little bit more of a human touch. You know, I think Jim uh, Harbaugh is a little old school, but has a quirkiness that kind of works for him. So that's not a bad name, I think, to keep in mind. We have to see, though, 
are they going to have a GM hired first? Are they going to give it all to the head coach? Because, because you know, when they went and got John Gruden, it was a big name, and they gave him all the power. So just the way the way they set up that dynamic will probably tell a lot of that too. Mike, I noticed you didn't mention sign stealing in the NFL, the report that the NFL would not be a safe haven for Jim Harbaugh. We had trouble believing that. Do you think that they could keep Harbaugh out of the league? Uh, that that the sign stealing would be a deal breaker for him to get a job. Yeah, Ian Rappaport said on NFL Network that the NFL will not be a safe haven if uh, Jim Harbaugh is caught, uh, you know, doing what he's being accused of. Meaning the NFL would not hire him is what he's implying. Yeah, yeah, the teams would not be allowed to hire him because there'd be a big suspension coming, or that he would just be generally blackballed. That's hard to say. I don't know. I mean, maybe how would you know what all the owners would be thinking about? You know, Jim Harbaugh it just takes one of them. I think it's a little early for that. I don't know all the details of that scandal, but some of that stuff that is coming out, you know, definitely could be a factor. It could tarnish him, uh, depending on the degree. We got reports of people, you know, secretly on the wrong team sidelines and <laughs> in disguises wearing uh, badges that for visiting sideline. If if that thing does unravel, I think it could have an effect. Mike Sando is joining us, of course, writer for The Athletic, got a new book out called The Football 100. Uh, Mike and Dan Pompey try to get the 100 greatest players in the <laughs> NFL, so no small feat there. We'll, we'll get to it in just a moment. But you know, trade deadline just passes, Mike. Who do you think had the best move, and or was there a head-scratching move on the flip side? Well, I think the there were two head-scratchers, to me, coming out of the NFC North. I mean, the Packers trading Rasul Douglas, who's a good young corner, to Buffalo, certainly great for the Bills. They needed help at that position, but I was never under the impression this year that the Packers needed less good young talent on their team. <laughs> I wasn't thinking, oh, they're just uh, getting rid of a quarterback away from turning this thing around, a cornerback. So I don't know what was going on there. And then the Bears, who've kind of been all over the place, remember they fired a defensive coordinator this year, now a running back coach has been fired. Uh, they, for, for them to be giving you know, uh, a second round pick for, to Montez Sweat of Washington, who doesn't have a contract past this year. It's not like the Bears are any kind of a contender. They're not even a contender in their own to win their division. So there's a lot of risk involved when you bring in somebody who doesn't have to sign with you. They could franchise tag him or whatever, but I don't even think they know who they're, what's going to happen with at the coaching position or anything. So that was a little weird to me. What about the Vikings bringing in Josh Dobbs? Are you surprised that they didn't go for a bigger name to replace Kirk Cousins? Well, no, because you just have to take what's available, right? I mean, there's it's hard. It's really, really hard to bring in somebody at a lot of positions uh, in the middle of the season because you have to learn a system. So you're typically going to be tied to somebody who... Uh, you know, has already had a history with you. Well, that's hard to do during the year too. Josh Dobbs is interesting. The way the reason it makes sense is he and Kirk Cousins have the same agent. So as you're kind of trying to put all this stuff together quickly, who can we get? Well, the agent I'm sure is involved in those conversations too, or at least available. Could, can help smooth this thing. Uh, and then uh, also, Josh Dobbs is a graduate in aerospace engineering with a 4.0 GPA from Tennessee. So if anyone's going to come in on a short amount of time, which he already just did in Arizona, although he did know the system there better, it's probably him. So combination of availability, very short list, uh, ability to get to speed quick, 
Uh, not everyone can do that. Maybe he can, and just pure desperation. And then really, they're not going for probably a long-term solution, right? They're going to have to regroup at the end of the year. You're not going to be able to get somebody now that probably factors in as a long-term answer uh, when you, you really had two days. I mean, Kirk Cousins just got hurt Sunday. They had no planning for this, right? You wouldn't be thinking of it at all until Sunday night. Mike Sando, our guest. New book is called Football 100, 100 Greatest Players in the NFL. Now, Perloff and I have tried to put some lists together. It's excruciating. It's agonizing. Yeah. We, um, you know, It threatens to rip the show limb from limb. I mean, what was the biggest disagreement or point of contention that you had making this list? Was it number one or was it number 100? Yeah. So uh, we had one at each end. So, so when we first started doing this, it was two or three years ago, and it was initially a project for The Athletic. We turned it into a book, and we made some revisions. So the revisions we made over that period were uh, Tom Brady going to Tampa and winning another Super Bowl away from Belichick. That We pushed him above Jim Brown to number one. And then also in the meantime, Patrick Mahomes. What do you do with a player who's so early in their career? You know they're great. It's like, do we want every interview or every point of the book to be that where's Patrick Mahomes we felt like he deserved to be on there after uh you know winning another Super Bowl he might have gone to a, another one in the interim and you can just see the trajectory there so we put him on uh in the bottom uh he's in the bottom five of the 100 obviously he'll be higher later but that bumps off you know I think Derek Brooks was number 100 initially sorry Derek Brooks you didn't do anything to deserve falling off of the list you're a great player uh, who probably deserves to be on that. And I think that gets to the broader point. There's probably 150 people that could be on the 100 list. There's probably 50 that have to be. <laughs> we think we got those. Uh, but certainly, yeah, you you can't get it 100% right because you feel like there's more than 100 people. So, Mike, the Hall of Fame doesn't take character into account. Did you guys have an interesting discussion around O.J. Simpson? Because I know he's here on the list. Yeah, no, we didn't. I mean, I think we felt like this was uh, a football 100 list, right? And we weren't going to get into, hey, that terrible stuff with Brett Favre. Does that lower him 10 spots? We we didn't do that. We, we I thought he was maybe it. a little low. He was uh, below in the second Favre. 50. I thought, isn't OJ one of the no. greats? See, I can't remember because he had 2,014 games. To me, that was crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah, where he came in at 52. I mean, he's in good company. He's two spots behind Steve Young and one spot behind Night Train Lane. So, yeah, I suppose you could make a case that 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 he could be higher. I think his career tailed off a little bit at the end. Uh, you know, maybe didn't have as as long of an amazing great run. And one of the things I did in, in figuring out, especially running backs and wide receivers, was um, I, I kind of found a way to contextualize their production against their peers and so it wasn't just yards rushing it was also um scrimmage yards so we had some receiving backs like uh or not just receiving backs but like marshall falk you know some guys who had uh a, did a ton in the passing game who maybe came up a little bit higher than they otherwise would have at, at that position mike the book is called football 100 it's out now mike sando the athletic thank you so much for joining us congrats on the book we'll talk to you soon Thank you. Always fun. Appreciate you, Mike Sando. Uh, it's impossible to do these lists. Impossible. Although, Although Brady at one, I feel like, is now kind of The top obvious. three, yeah, Brady one, Jim Brown two. That I think that's kind of consensus. I don't know who would... Uh, well, Lawrence Taylor, I think, yeah. is kind of generally thought of as... I always thought was... Generally thought of as two. Oh, yeah, that's funny. I always think Jim Brown kind of had that moniker greatest player of all time. I mean, Jim Brown just had, did it a little less... 
That's funny. I think we did this debate in the summer. Yes, and I we picked did. Jim Brown. <laughs> no, we definitely did. Everyone tries to take a stab at this. It is really, really hard. Um, okay. Speaking of hard, great debate series this week. Worst NFL head coach of all time. Inspired by Josh McDaniels. He got fired today. I said Urban Meyer. Perloff said Rich Kotite. What say you? 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Plus, we do have more from last night. So much going on. Do do not move. We've got the sound you have to hear next. It's Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Maggie and Perloff. Poll question up right now at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter. Who should take over the Raiders? Because they're going to be looking for some new leadership. Josh McDaniels and their general manager, Brad Ziegler, were both fired late last night. We're going big game hunting on this poll. Your options are Tom Brady, Deion Sanders, and Jim Harbaugh. EJ, what are the results? So we have Tom Brady at 27% right now. We have Deion Sanders at 21% and Jim Harbaugh at 51%. So Harbaugh definitely leading the pack here. Yeah. Interesting. We just talked to Mike Sando, the athletic, who said maybe the next coach of the Raiders should have a little personal touch, a little softer, gentler Uh approach here. You don't really think of Jim Harbaugh as that guy coming in with the velvet glove, you know? Yeah, but it seems like he gets along with his Michigan players. Jim Harbaugh has evolved a little bit. I think they could do a lot worse. I think they will do a lot worse. Oh, boy. Let's get to our Daily Dion. Daily. Do you believe in that? Dion. you believe in that? And this portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. If you're stuck in a timeshare and want out, contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Well, this one was a bit of a bummer. Turns out that while Colorado was playing UCLA... At the Rose Bowl, Perloff, some of the players had things stolen from them. So here is Dion wants the Rose Bowl to reimburse the students. All that stuff should be replaced. This is the Rose Bowl. They said the granddaddy of them all, right? 
I'm sure granddaddy has some money. Grandpa should have some money to get these kids. Um, I'm going to have a list made out from these young men, and I know they're going to be truthful about what they lost so we could try to get that back for them. They may not be able to get the items back, but we should uh, be able to reimburse them. That was unbelievable. Man, I wonder how much is taken here. And also, granddad, just the insurance company. I mean, assuming the Rose Bowl has this kind of yeah. thing covered. Well, it's a new That's- world with NIL. Now guys can openly flaunt their wealth as compared to the years of college football where they were hiding their wealth. <laughs> or some programs some, are hiding their wealth. Not all. Yeah, this this stinks. I mean, I would say do not bring expensive jewelry to an away game. This is a lesson. I I don't know. I don't see them getting their money back. Is this something that ha- I don't? I have never had jewelry stolen because I've never owned jewelry. Yeah, you but it feels like it's a, a wedding ring. It's a long road to get that money back. Yeah. So here's what I'm a little surprised about. Normally, when you go into locker rooms, uh, whether it's home or away, there's like little safes, like a hotel safe. In each locker room, in each locker, rather. I don't know if that's true for Football the Rose Bowl. Lockers? Oh, huh. Yeah, usually. I know definitely for the NBA. At college level? I haven't been in a college locker room because I don't think reporters are allowed in college locker rooms. I have no idea. I In high school, we certainly did not have those. No, definitely not in high so school. So in the locker. NFL, there's a safe on all those home lockers? Yeah. It's like in your little locker, you get a little, in most places, to... you get a little tiny like hotel safe. Yeah, so I wonder, the Rose Bowl probably rotates a lot of different things in there. I kind of doubt it. First of all, it's kind of a dump, right? I can't remember That's which one. I was one. thinking, yeah, it's an older yeah. stadium. So. Uh, oh, yeah, I've been in the Rose Bowls. It's horrible. It's the worst press I've box. I've never been in there. Yeah, it's the, wor- it's the Rose Bowls in Pasadena. I'm sorry. Yes. The Coliseum is the biggest dump of all. Coliseum is really bad. I the mean, Coliseum barely like has Wi-Fi in the press box. It's terrible. The Rose Bowl is also very old. I doubt they have amenities. By the way, shouldn't shouldn't Dion be focusing on a football game here? Remember, we have that yes. little thing called. Are we done with that? Is that all over the actual season here? No, I mean, Shador, they're still they're still possible to get to a bowl game. If Shador is in one piece, that's what I worry about. Uh, is he even going to play at full strength? He just gets, keep beating up. They are fourteen point underdogs against Oregon State. Oregon State. I know Oregon State's number sixteen. It's in Colorado. I'm an upset alert. They have to have one more signature win here, Maggie. I know they have it in them. Uh, I they have to. I, I it, it would be such a shame to jump out to four wins and then not be bowl eligible. I'd be it'd be bad for college. I mean, not bad for college football, but it'd be disappointing because that's the one bowl I kind of want to watch. Let's get to our shot of the day. He shoots. And the shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Well, could have been Andrew Bogus having a little Casamigos Tequila last night. He was out at a Halloween party hosted by a nine-year-old. He walked around our neighborhood with 15 people. Everyone knew about Peyton's party. And everyone was like, no, 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 no. Open door. We're going. And we went. And it was it was pretty ridiculous and walked out at nine and it was nowhere near being at being oh. over. So I didn't, I didn't know it at the time, but we came across Peyton during the trick or treating and she was Gene Simmons in full kiss oh, gear. Nice. Oh, nice. And my buddy had a speaker with him. So he puts on a kiss song and she starts singing and rocking out to it at nine years old. So that's a, that family needs to be my friend. now. <laughs> They got like their nine-year-old in rock and roll training camp. Basically, it's like they got the next Joan Jet. They don't even know what they have. That's awesome. I think the Philadelphia Eagles lineman dressed up as Kiss too. Oh, did they? That's always a great costume. Honestly, 
Does anyone know what are Kiss songs? Are, did, were they more than I? I should know this as the oldest person here, but no, I don't, you know Kiss songs. It's like why am I not thinking of any right now? Weren't they more just the the act than the actual music? I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. That uh, is a classic. That's a great one. Oh, that's yeah. Kiss? Okay, that's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's Kiss. Oh, that's Kiss? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't a Kiss fan. Bilotti, you probably dress up as Kiss as a teenager. I wouldn't dress up as Kiss, but I I know at least maybe two of their songs. <laughs> God of Thunder. Yo, Detroit yes, Rock one. City was another one, right? Isn't that one of their songs? All oh. right, let's go to Nate, who's in Pennsylvania. <laughs> good, good morning, Nate. How are you? I'm doing well. Hey, I, I wish I would call back whenever we were, we're talking like the NBA season is in full swing and not so much the NFL talk because I think I have a really good idea what would basically save the NBA regular season, which right now, as it stands, is, is so irrelevant besides the beginning of the year, Christmas, and then like the last two weeks is the only time anybody pays attention to the NBA regular season. Okay, so what's your idea to help the NBA, that billion-dollar okay. business? Okay, well, here. <laughs> so if you look at the NFL – um, as an easy comparison, the number one seed is highly coveted for the reason is you get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Yeah. Now, you can't do that with the NBA, but as it stands now, there, it, 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 there really is no home field advantage. You play seven-game series, four of the games are at home, three are away for the higher seed. Imagine going to the West, Western Conference Finals, yeah. and the higher seed has five home games, and the, the lower-seeded team gets two home games. Interesting. Probably that would have put a lot more emphasis on the regular season. Nate, not a bad idea. Thank you for the phone call. I like it. That's a really good idea. They need to do something to... I know they're doing the in-season tournament. A little more stakes in the regular season. That might help load management. I think that's probably going to be the owners who are not going to want that because whoever yeah. is playing in the series, they want to have a shot at some home playoff games to jack up prices on everything. Yeah. I mean, we don't have time. I, I'm with Nate, by the way. The NBA, a billion-dollar business. They should watch MLB's ratings and say, uh-oh, is that us in five years? Sorry. Man. Uh, okay, well... That's going to do it. Can we get a final update on the poll of yeah. who should take over the Raiders? Yeah, so we asked the question question of the day, who should run the Raiders? So final results here, 27.5% Tom Brady, 21.5% Deion Sanders, 51% Jim Harbaugh. And, of course, it was our great debate today. Worst NFL head coach of all time. I had Urban Meyer. Perloff had Rich Kotite, we can continue that conversation on social media at Maggie and Perloff, wherever you consume social media. Thank you to EJ Stewart. Thank you to Pete Pilati. Thank you to Andrew Bogish and Andrew Kaplan. Weedos, coffee drinkers, callers, you're awesome. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.